Hi everyone, welcome back to my channel. My name is Stasi. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited to be here today to talk about Harry motherfucking Potter. I am a huge Harry Potter fan and I'm so excited to have Rhea back here today. Thank you so much for coming back. Thank you for having me back again. Oh my god, you are welcome. You are coming in hot. So this would now be because I was five, six? Yes. Six. Five. Six. No, five. Five. I had two, two and then, and then and three. Then the, the three. Yeah. The three. I want I want to take a minute and, and thank you. So Rhea has sat with me in the last 12 hours, has filmed three podcasts. Now you get what it's like to be on this side of being like, yeah, let's go. How many podcasts can we fit into a day? Answers a lot. But Rhea, welcome back. Uh, for anybody listening for the first time, welcome. For my returning listeners, welcome back. Rhea, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, well, my name is Rhea. I'm in my mid-30s and I'm from Ontario, Canada, like Stassi. And I first got Harry Potter at a book fair. Very classic. Scholastic. Scholastic book fair. Fuck yes. And I jumped on the Harry Potter train quite early and okay. that they had the American version of the book in Canada at that point in time. Yes. And I had the American version was my first version that I got. And okay. then later they they switched it to the British version. What is it? Okay. Is it Philosopher's Stone or Sorcerer's Stone? Which one's which? Um, Philosopher's Stone is the original. Okay. Uh, Sorcerer's Stone was translated for Americans because they thought American children wouldn't understand British English. Okay. Yeah. Because I have a lot. Okay. Calling out here. Calling out my copy of the and the Philosopher's Stone. Let's fucking go um see I the thing is is so being dyslexic it was very hard to read Harry Potter so I had to have it read to me it was also discouraging let's take a look here as we're like showing my book collection the first one the fifth one yes <laughs> right yeah like, holy shit but the I remember this one is a lot bigger oh the, oh not only that it's also the sixth and the seventh Okay, yeah. so in this sixth book, me and my childhood friend Casey um, waited at chapters at midnight. We lined up at 5 p.m. to get there for midnight and because they teased a big death. Um, like they're like someone important is going to die. And like this is like when like the second or third movie was out. So we don't really know what's going to happen. So she gets the book where in... We've just also gotten our Starbucks Frappuccinos because they- And stayed. someone yelled it out, did they? No, she read, She opened the page in the book and saw that Dumbledore died. She's like, it was Dumbledore. And I was like, what? Oh my God. I haven't even had a chance to get this read to me yet. What? Because we had our, our, our butterbeer Starbucks drinks. So they had the classic um, butterbeer ones. Also, that's a secret menu item, guys. You can get butterbeer Starbucks any day. I'm pretty sure it's just- uh steamed apple juice cream and hazelnut i think i think that's, that's interesting what yeah if you go on um ha a butter beer secret menu starbucks you can get it at any time and also to get that specialty flavor i think it is just a shot of nutmeg a shot of hazelnut and cream and yeah apple juice it's um a butter beer but um so we had our butter beers and i was like Geez. and then i couldn't read it because it was already ruined for me. Like I was like, well, he dies. Also, speaking of he dies, 
can we call it the the best original Dumbledore? No, I I, I didn't like the third one because I was like, oh, this is darkest season ever because he like he made the best Dumbledore. And for anybody who's like he, the fuck's this bitch talking about? I'm holding up the first uh, original copy and it has the original Dumbledore with the beard belts and like the fun outfits and the long hair like that fucking looks like the guy who played him okay he's got like white hair down to his waist beard down to his waist like oh my god yeah I remember they had that they had that as a cardboard cutout when like I was up in Muskoka when the fourth book came out and we were like staying at a friend's cottage and so we like went and pre-ordered it in the bookstore. You had to go into the bookstore and pre-order it to make sure that they would have one yes. for you on the day it came out. And um, and so we went to this bookstore and we got it. And then we drove home. And then like me and my brother and sister were arguing over who would read it first. My mom was like, I'm reading it out loud. <laughs> and so then she would like, and she'd get all hoarse. And then we'd like take turns reading it out loud to each other because we had to know what was going to happen next in the fourth book. To me- And I didn't- no go ahead no go ahead go ahead I didn't I didn't like when the sixth book came out I was doing this like French immersion um program in uh in Quebec okay (laughs) and we weren't allowed to have anything English like we weren't allowed to have like I had the first Harry Potter book in French yeah because I needed something to read and we weren't allowed to have like a book in English. We weren't allowed to have anything in English because it was like a, it was a federal like bursary kind of program. Yeah. And so you could go for free to, for six weeks to Quebec and they would like feed you and it was like summer camp all about French. Okay. And, um, but we were all there like, oh my gosh, the sixth book is coming out halfway through this thing and they aren't releasing the French version for like another two months. And so we're there just like, nobody's going on the internet. Nobody's like looking at the news. Like nobody's doing anything because we're like, we can't be spoiled. You can't, we can't be, spoiled. be spoiled. And we can't get the book. And so my mom came and picked me up from that little town in Quebec um, in the van with my sister and my cousin. Yeah. And um, we were driving to Nova Scotia where most of my relatives are. Yeah. And so they had purchased the um, CD version of the audiobook and they listened to like the previous like over the course of the summer they were all hanging out in Toronto Mm -hmm. and so they listened to like the previous books and they timed it so that they finished the like the fourth book as they arrived to pick me up and then we switched to the to the sixth book and when the time came to get out of the car it was like no I don't want to get out of the car I need to keep hearing what's happening I see the sixth book is amazing the sixth movie is garbage. I forget. They're all garbage. Like, they all sucked. <sighs> but that, okay. Apparently, the stage play is not bad. I Okay, I did not like The Cursed Child. Why did Harry hate his kid? That goes against, like, know. everything. Well, I mean, I it's, never... it's been playing in Toronto now for, like, a year, basically. Every time they're like, oh, okay, Jenny, are you going to go see it? And I'm like, no, because I don't like the A- how did J.K. Rowling sign off on this garbage? He hates his son. That goes against everything that like Harry would do. See, and the, the whole is... time travel bullshit as well. Sorry, I just don't mm. add time travel. That's my one of my grimes I have with this is the time turner bullshit of being, 
Okay, if so you could can... use a time turner like that, then why didn't they use it to kill Voldemort when he was a baby? Yeah, right? Or go back in time and be like, no, we're going to change that. And just kind of stuff like that. So you've, you've like, it's so many fucking plot holes. I'm like, JK Rowling, like. And like then you take a pickaxe and tear plot holes into it. Yeah. Cause I and you're just trying to get more money. Well, 100%. Well, th- well that's what that is, right? Because they go back to the fourth movie and try to save Cedric to stop Voldemort. But I'm like, okay, cool. Have you ever heard the concept of evil baby orphanage? No. So it's like a it's like a thought experiment where it's like, okay, if you know, people are talking about like, oh, would you, if you had a time machine, would you go back and kill Hitler as a baby? And yeah, and yeah, someone yeah. was like, no, that would be wrong. You can't kill a baby. I don't care if it's Hitler. What you do is you go and you get baby Hitler and you raise him to be a nice, polite young person at the evil baby orphanage. <laughs> you know, with Mussolini and all these. Yeah. These okay. Voldemort, yeah. like. Well, yeah, um, I wish they would delve into more of like, so like we just know that like like Tom Riddle is his mu- muggle father, but we don't go into the love potion aspect of it. Why he's so, so messed up? Which is so why he's so heartless because he's not he's basically born from what I've gathered and read. It's like basically being born without a heart because it's born without love. Really, I never even because I kind of. I kind of like I read the seventh book yeah and then I um entered the realm of fan fiction and never looked back oh yeah because fan fiction has a lot of fix-its yes where they're like I mean I mean like theoretically like if you try to make sense of the Harry Potter world like if you try to suspend your disbelief then yes it's you know a very interesting adventure story yes but if you critically analyze the first book Dumbledore is either incompetent or evil you need to elaborate more on that my friends so in the first book they they for one thing they take this incredible lure for crime and evilness yeah and place it in a school not only do they place it in a school but they place it behind a locked door that you yes. can open as a first year. Yes. And then they um they tell everybody, don't go behind the door. Yeah. We're not telling you what's behind the like, do you think that children maybe are curious and not like, smart at like, you know, self-preservation? Yeah. Because that is a well-known thing about children is that they're very curious and they're not great at self-preservation. Mm-hmm. And so like the it's like waving a big red flag for all the children. Yeah, like hey, why here's a Cerberus, go get eaten. Like, like why was it not kept at Gringotts? To my knowledge, Gringotts was like the safest place to keep shit until obviously the Dark Wizard War and it, it got taken over. But before that, shit, you ain't breaking into fucking Gringotts. No. No. Or like, or like, you know, I don't know, if this guy is like 600 years old and super smart and powerful, keep it in your pocket. <laughs> Where it is a fucking necklace. The safest place it can be is with this person who is so ancient and clever, right? Like, yeah, or give it back to Nicholas Flamel, you know? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, put it, give it to Nicholas Flamel. Why would Nicholas Flamel be like, I'm going to sign off on this? Yes, Dumbledore, please do put it at the school behind a series of traps that can be overcome by 11 year olds. Like, it's convenience right it's it, that's how you it carries the plot i 
the thing is like i get it because they're supposed to be like it's a powerful thing i don't find harry powerful he's annoying if he wasn't the promised child like he wouldn't be special no no no, no. I, I think part of that is like a writing trope where like they make the main character very nondescript yeah so that you can pretend that you are the main character yeah 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 but I like literally one time when I was in high school, I had a nightmare that I was Harry and I was like a teenager and the weight of the world was on my shoulders and I had to kill Voldemort and it wasn't a fun adventure dream. It was a nightmare. <laughs> it was terrifying. Well, I, that's okay. So yes. So I write uh Rose Chronicles story, right? So there is, you're coming into this whole part of you're at like, basically where i'm at now which i sorry spoilers spoilers if you haven't read it i guess um but it's just kind of to Alexis. she's like wait i have to kill this person why me why can't you guys and it's all bogus being like well you're the chosen one so like that's on you i i, I, I did steal that from harry potter i mean as we talked about the barbie podcast also go listen to that podcast um it's everything's borrowed from one another right so mm-hmm. i couldn't imagine it being an 11 year old boy my parents are dead i'm now i don't know i'm a wizard i imagine like puberty is a fucking wizard like being like huh i just made shit levitate not gonna ask further questions though good <laughs> or like at the fucking zoo in the movie where the, the glass goes not gonna think like hmm, it's glass here i wonder what it like what happened to that? Like I, the first movie, I find it's so hard to sit through because there's just like, okay, like, you can't suspend your disbelief that much as, as as much as you could when you were a kid when you were when you're an adult, right? Yeah. Um, and the other thing is like, okay, you've got two kids in your class. You're a teacher. Yeah. You've got Dudley, who is obviously very indulged. Yes. And you've got Harry who disappears for suspiciously long amounts of time and come back looking very hungry and thin. (laughs) Covered in bruises. Hmm. Hmm. Gee, maybe I should contact child services. services Or something on the alliance of that. Or maybe, because I I was not sure. Did did Harry go to mortal school? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, how did they explain him just, like, bye- like I, I'm gonna go or well so at at the age where they decided to go it was kind of like when kids would leave elementary school and go to secondary school oh okay, okay. um and so that what wouldn't have been as hard to explain um but what like because they talk about locking him in the cupboard for a week yeah and for one thing where does he go to the toilet yeah like he... do they give him a bucket like or is he fucking it, like, is it a stench it emanating from the cupboard are you saying he poop in his pants you want an adult diaper right no like, i'm saying i'm saying what they give him a bucket and then he uses the bucket and then and then it's sitting around in the front hallway but that stink wouldn't somebody come in so bad wouldn't somebody hear him like because petunia was a housewife wouldn't she be annoyed if like have hearing harry being locked in a cupboard with shit smelling stairs like because i mean like what did they let because they talk about him not letting him out and yeah. they don't mention, but they mention they lock him in the cupboard for a week, but he doesn't have a cat flap in the cupboard. No. How do they feed him? Are they shoving beans through the vent in the door? Right. Like, 
again it doesn't make any sense that's how you know we're like adults having existential crisis in life we're like so like how did harry eat (laughs) how did Harry? but that's a thing but as a kid i I didn't use this i think oh they probably like let him out to like eat and poop and play or something but like even they're like oh like this is dudley's hand-me-downs of like that's what harry wore here's the thing and this is something that like why would you send him back like every year why would you send him back you're like oh fuck we made a mistake you shouldn't have sent him off to live with his mortal family that's on us we're gonna take him back we're going to be like we're gonna keep him in the wizarding world no they sent him back to this abusive family there I'm- is like a plot thing that they tried to explain that away that there is like a blood ward that kept him safe by living with his mom's sister and their relation. And so he had to live at the Dursleys like in order to recharge the ward every year. But like, see, here's another thing is that Hermione is a very smart young lady whose parents are dentists. Dentists are health professionals. Health professionals are mandatory reporters of child abuse. Yes. Like, would Hermione not have said, well, gee, every time we come back from the holidays, my friend Harry is skinny and bruised and wearing these, like, disgusting clothes that, like, you know, and and then Hermione's parents would just be like, oh, gee, that isn't suspicious. Oh, right? And they're just, like, again, it's, like, it's the disbelief of it being in her. I wish they would, I wish, like, I understand, for children, we are examining children books. They're not meant to be, like, this depth. But to me, I think that's world building of, like, how did you let harry grow up in such a toxic home how does harry show none of the negative traits of being an abused child an abused child right because like he in my opinion harry has a lot of the yes he's a he's a gryffindor but he also has a lot of traits as a slytherin as well i'm shocked if he if he has a fucking whole crooks in him he should have been placed in slytherin if he is a part of dumbledore's soul I don't know. I've Voldemort's soul. Voldemort, yeah. He should have been in Slytherin. Well, not only that, but like, you know, if they wore the locket around their neck, it would make them like think dark thoughts and stuff. Yeah. So having it implanted in his head, like, I, there, there's just so much of it that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Which is, you know, why fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> because people go in and they try to like examine what, what they think is foolish about the real books and then yeah. repair it. Um, well, it's kind of like Sim CC versus non CC. Sims are silly without CC. CC makes their fan fiction makes Harry Potter much better. I can say here and tell you, I've definitely read my first my first dive into fan fiction was obviously Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon, Tuxedo Mask, Lemon. Let's go. And then I was like, you know what? I want to read some Hermione and Draco because that is a better pairing than her and fucking her, Ron. Her and Ron, like. Is like the worst nowhere. pairing ever. Yeah, like her and Harry, maybe her and Neville, her and friggin' I don't like the ones where they pair with adults. Um, that's weird and gross. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, her where she goes back in time and 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 you know meets uh, Remus when he's at her same age and yeah. is paired with him. Like, you know, yeah, like her and a Weasley twin. Sure. Is is more sensible than her and Ron. Her and Ron have like nothing to do with each other. And like he, he used to bully her. Yeah. Is this and like he the still was the... like mean I when know. they were friends? 
I know. Is it like the point, the pink tail theories? If a boy pulls your pink tails means he likes you. Like, no, I just, I sat there. I always, cause I remember clear as day. It was my 11th birthday. I was having a pool party and we were talking because like uh, one of the newer Harry Potter books was coming out. And my dad asked me, he's like, who do you think Her- uh, Hermione's going to hang out? Cause I was a huge Hermione girl. Um, and then I became more of an adult and I was like, oh, I'm a Luna Lovegood girl. I am not a Hermione girl. Um, but, and I was like, oh, wait, she's going to end up with Harry. Cause that's what main character, because literally Harry Potter is a wet, uh, serial killer's wet dream with golden retriever energy. Okay. Like he's just like, I'm a hero. Look at me. Look how awesome I am. No, it's fucking Hermione saving your ass every fucking time. So get in your lane. I was like, oh, they're going to end up to, he's like, no, she's going to end up with, my dad's like, no, she's going to end up with Ron. Like they're, they're planning the seeds. It's like, dad, you're wrong. And then the one that became, when it can happen, they were like, oh. Hermione and Luna. Like, oh, that is fanfic that I could read any day of the week. <laughs> I'm just like, I just like Hermione's, Hermione and Neville are obviously the best characters. Obviously. Like, hands down, yeah. Hermione and Neville, it's where it's at. Yes. But I'm just like, Ugh, okay like, what about what about oliver wood from the first movie he can also come and get it okay the very best fan fiction that i ever read okay they took me. it down oh because they like but somebody had saved it okay on like a pdf yeah and so you can still find it if you really look um basically they i really loved like good characterization in a story yes they take percy weasley okay and make him the hero of this story. And he's totally in character the whole time. Yes. Because, like, no one gives a shit about Percy Weasley. Nobody, like, he's gives, like, nobody no. likes Percy. No. Because he, he, I didn't know Ron had, an, like, a much older brother until I think it was the third movie. that Because he's talking, they went to Egypt. And mm-hmm. then in the fourth, oh my my brother, no, it was my brother Charlie, um, does the dragons. Who is asexual. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, like I mean, she confirmed it in a tweet, but like I mean, yeah. who listens to her tweet? Yeah, no. Um, and then was it Percy's wedding in seven or was it Charlie's wedding? It was Bill's, the very oldest brother. She's marrying Fleur. Fucking Christ. Okay, I thought Bill was Percy. Okay, no. Weasley family. No, Percy. Percy is the one who was the prefect. Prefect Percy, who was always like, you know, oh. um, actually, that's against the rules. Yeah. Like, and so nobody liked Percy, and um, and so that's why this fan fiction making him the hero was so amazing because like Bill worked in Egypt with the goblins doing curse breaking. You know, really, you know, badass kind of. You know, looked up to by his younger siblings, um, and then uh charlie was a dragon handler and you know really badass looked up to his siblings and then there was percy was the next yeah and percy was not liked by any of his siblings because he wasn't any fun Mm -hmm. he always wanted to follow the rules and um and so he be like in the during the wizarding war he's working in the ministry okay like as it becomes kind of like um more and more prejudiced Mm -hmm. and in this story he's working in the ministry and he sees the prejudice and they're and he like 
his ex-girlfriend, um, Penelope Clearwater, was a half-blood. Yeah. And so they were going to, like, put her in jail for stealing magic. Mm. Um, because obviously, if you're a half-blood, then you can't, or like, a, she, she might have been a muggle-born. But anyways, they were going to put her in jail. And so he's at her, he's, like, writing the, the notes at her trial and being like, what is this? This is ridiculous. And so he does what people did in, like, Nazi Germany, mm-hmm. where he was, like, he knew what the ministry was doing. Yeah. So he was funneling people out into other countries. Yeah, he was he getting was a fake passports. He was like a spy. Yeah. And and in this story, it made me think of Oliver Wood because he needed like a partner to help him. And the only other um, Gryffindor in the same year as Percy was Oliver Wood. Oh my god. And so they're like, yeah, Percy and Oliver were kind of similar. Percy loved rules and Oliver loved Quidditch and they would you know, blather on each other about, you know, take turns being like, well, Quidditch, this, 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 this. Yes. Okay. I'm kind of bored, but I'm still listening to you. And then, oh, well, rules, this, 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 this. And so they, the two of them work together. They create an alter ego superhero character. And then they, they like behind the scenes, like save, like, you know, they don't end the war or anything like that. Like Harry still has to end the war, but Mm -hmm. they like funnel, like, they save like thousands of people by like getting them out of the country it's like an amazingly written story it's called the scarlet pimpernel that's incredible see that's the shit i want to read i don't want to be like yo let's talk about i don't know i'm trying to think of like subplot lines like because i when i think of her i think of more of the movies than the books because the movies stick with me because i usually watch the first okay i stop after the fourth film because the other four movies don't exist in my mind um i'll watch like except for except for like you know you can watch youtube clips of neville because neville grew up and really shifted literally long bottomed literally oh my god like he is like a tall tasty snack that can come over anytime so good but speaking of neville they did him so dirty like really dirty in the movies he's basically this bumbling buffoon um, but I mean like he was in the books too he wasn't I mean he had like he had flashes of brilliance in the books but like yeah but they never really showed him at his true potential or like the other it was like the other characters opinions of him was always like oh no like yeah but I what I mean when I think I mean more by like dirty is like they didn't go into his parents and St. Mongo's and like I forgot that they didn't do that yeah they didn't do that so I had no idea what the fuck anybody was talking about because it didn't like unfortunately I'm reading it it didn't stick because there were so many like the problem with being dyslexic I have a hard time learning English let alone made up words so it was it was a part of the story that just never really clicked and then when I started watching movie flames I was like they he did a whole video of like the timeline of Neville and they talked like Oh, like Bellows Tricks Lestrange, like basically uh used one of the unforbidable curses, basically made them brain dead. And he they grew up in St. Mongo's, and that's why he lives with his grandmother. And he would go and who visit sucks. Them. His grandmother yeah. sucks. Like oh. she's like so emotionally abusive. Exactly. It's it's literally and she Harry. let his uncle push him out a window. It's it's it, it's the Harry storyline. Harry could have like that's why Bellatrix went there because they thought Harry uh, Neville was the the promised child, the, the child that was promised. That was gonna kill Voldemort, but it wasn't him. It was Harry, and they just completely skip over that. Like I, you know, in literary terms, Neville is the foil. 
like yeah no that's that's exactly right and i just feel like i hope for the hbo series that we get a neville longbottom like reboot of his character and showing i would i would so watch like a neville longbottom like i i don't watch movies anymore if they made like a level a neville longbottom movie yeah i would be so in (laughs) well i was so mad that like obviously HBO has announced come 2025 after that every seven years for the next seven years after that there's going to be a new Harry Potter series basically like clockwork no there's so much more backstory that needs to be said and especially in film I would rather go and deep dive the stuff that was missing like I like uh, in the first book I nearly headless Nix's Halloween party that's not ever mentioned in any of the movies or talking more about the ghosts or the talking paintings or just even like learning more about Hogwarts or the original four uh, founders of Hogwarts. Do you know what is like something that you'd never think of, but like doesn't make any sense? Yeah. Is that the the painting who like guards the Gryffindor doorway? Yeah. He's always referred to. She never has a name. She's She's the fat lady. She's the fat lady. Yeah. And it's like, well, wouldn't someone eventually, like, even Hermione be like, oh, well, you are a sentient talking painting. What's your name? Yeah. Would you like to be called the fat lady or would you like to be called Margaret? You know? Well, that's exactly it, right? I understand it's a play, you know, to the fat lady sings, you know, like, I, I understand it's that. And I, yeah, but like, like, I want to add more death. Like, I feel like, like, the stories are kind of like, the sims lore of like being like where's the depth where is the oh like this happens or yeah you're right uh like i didn't know like in the third movie i don't know if it's that same way in the books is that the the fat lady leaves her painting and goes and hides when sirius is in the castle Mm -hmm. what if she's not there can you not fucking open the door no one like can't you can't like what if you had to get in you know what i mean so like like it's just like little things like that it's something that i think again was really kind of missed over was dumbledore why is he the way he is why is he he so powerful well and and the thing is like he was like this was never mentioned in the books but apparently he had like a relationship with gellard grindelwald where they were like teenagers or something and then they went their separate ways and one became the light lord and the other became the dark lord and all this stuff and it's like I mean okay but it just seems kind of homophobic kind of because it's not really it's not really it's talked about more in the fantastical beasts I get especially the the secret wars of Dumbledore I think that's what the third one was called like that literally dives into him and Grindelwald's relationship an afterthought because like Grindelwald is not really mentioned only a couple times that he was a really bad guy and he escaped from Azkaban but you're like who the fuck is Grindelwald like speaking of plot holes yeah Azkaban seriously right like like you have one level of prison and it is torture prison yeah like I don't know if I'd want to be part of magical society Mm-mm. well speaking of like magical society like a big trope is like how can draco be like family be rich and the weasleys be poor how do they like gauge money can't you make money that's a huge like i think i'm like i don't know no gulp a lot's third law 
Wait, what? Okay, so I feel very much like Hermione right now, but you can't produce um, money, okay, food, or like there was like another three, there was another, there was a third thing that you can't produce. So that's why when they were in the tent, they were starving because they couldn't just conjure food and they had to like sneak into stores and steal it and stuff um, because they had no money, like they had no mogul money um, mm-hmm. and they couldn't go to Gringotts because... Voldemort um but so you can't produce food you can't produce money like when the when the leprechauns like showered everybody in gold at the Quidditch World Cup the money disappeared six hours later which Uh, is like a side plot because I don't know if he's even in the movies Bagman no Ludo Bagman is like he was one of the judges like he was the head of the international sports and games Mm -hmm. section of the ministry yep and he was not a great dude and he made a lot of bets on the Quidditch World Cup with the goblins Mm -hmm. and then he lost his bets and he didn't have any money to pay them back and so he gave them leprechaun gold Mm -hmm. which disappeared and then the goblins were like out to kill him because he like welched on his bet and like cheated them with money and like the goblins are very much passionate about not being cheated and no one messing around with their money well no shit and again i wish they would have gone more into goblins instead of like in the movies like three times we saw them was that different every time or something yeah it was different actor every time that played him it was the same actor oh was it played flitwick okay i did know he played flitwick i didn't realize that he also played a goblin yes yeah like basically if they needed someone who was not uh very tall yeah then they used the same actor okay see i did i did not know that see i I appreciate you have more harry potter knowledge than i do speaking of harry potter knowledge what house do you find yourself in hufflepuff for sure yeah 100%. okay i was gonna say like if it's not hufflepuff i but here's like i wish they would have shined more of a light on the other homes houses besides um slytherin and gryffindor I didn't even know really like what 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 the Hufflepuff traits were, um, because like I think Cedric was the only Hufflepuff that was shown really in any of the movies, and that's mm-hmm. why like Hufflepuff fans love that movie. He's like, it's look, it's a Hufflepuff. We made it, guys. He made it to the time which is like time travel to oh time with tie wizard tournament. Can't fucking speak. Try wizard tournament. Try wizard yeah. tournament. Thank you. Um, but it was just it was cool to see that and now there's um i think there's there's all the slytherin books you can read the slytherin's perspective of the like the seven books and there's obviously the gryffindor version is the main version there's a hufflepuff version and there's a ravenclaw version but most people are like oh like what house are you in as a kid you're like gryffindor oh everybody wants to be gryffindor when you're a kid unless you're like a little rebel and then you want to be slytherin right like i my as it's literally behind me right there um my Gryffindor scarf my parents went to Hogwarts like in England and they asked me what I wanted to go back I was like oh I want a Gryffindor scarf so they literally brought it back and I wore it all the time and I was gonna put my Gryffindor sweater on but I'm like I can't do that disjustice because a it doesn't fit and b I'm representing the wrong house so my fiance said to me because I wore that scarf I just met him and I wore that everywhere that that fall and he's like he should have been in Slytherin like should have been Gryffindor like two months like how do you think I'm in Slytherin 
because he's not a Harry Potter fan. Like he like he's only like watched snippets because I'm like I'm watching Harry Potter today and eating popcorn. So you can either join me or fuck off. Like you can decide. Um, but he's like you you share more of the Slytherin traits, and I'm like, well, no. I was like, wait. I googled how to get Gryffindor answers on the Pottermore test. I'm pretty sure that's pretty Slytherin if that's any of the traits. But then I realized that, yeah, I have more of the traits because I'm not fucking evil, but I am cunning. I'm very <laughs> cunning. Um, So I just, guys, I just, I wish what they would do as well is show all the four houses in the proper light and disassociate that Slytherin is bad. Slytherin is not bad. Good wizards came from Slytherin. It just happened to be a lot of the bad wizards came from there too. Well, I think part of it is that like if if you constantly look at children in negative light and the teachers all kind of look down on the Slytherin kids. Yeah. Well, then they're going to grow up and be angry about that. Yeah. Like, you know, as you do. Like, well, if you think I'm this so much and I can't convince you that I'm anything but this, then I might as well be what you think I am. Like, exactly. I used to have a Hufflepuff scarf. Oh, yeah. And I, like, I gave it to my sister because I wasn't wearing it very much. And I was like, yeah, if you're, if, you're, if when you're done with it, give it back. But, like, it was, like, it was a hand-knit Hufflepuff scarf. It's really oh, warm. Uh, I love that. Um, what other hidden things, um, as someone who, again, associates the movies, what else do you think is missing? From the books to the movies like what didn't translate obviously jenny and her fucking cardboard personality i was like wait jenny likes harry what and i'm like there's no depth and they just kind of made her like the same personality as mayo like nothing yeah, in, yeah. Really, like, um they they had i think dobby give harry the gillyweed for the, for the task in the fourth book for the under the water task yeah the gillyweed is the the plant the that you eat plant. and you grow gills yeah it was neville, neville neville gave it it was neville in the movies no it was it was not dobby dobby's not in the oh dobby it was then it was the other way around like okay because one or the other like it, it, it wasn't the right person who gave the gillyweed yeah, because it was Neville in the books, because it's Harry, sorry, Harry, it's it, it's Harry, oh my god, it's Neville in the movies, because Harry, McGonagall has come to steal um, Harry, uh, Ron and Hermione. Also, let's take a minute to that. If they didn't save them, whoever Hermione and Ron would have died by sirens at the bottom of the fucking lake, because that's that's pretty dark, guys. Um. So, anyways, well, and like, did they consent to being sent down to the lake? Right. I don't think they did. I don't think they did. I was like, yo, okay, guys, come here, uh, eat this, and see you guys in like a couple hours. Um. So I was like, that's fucked. So it's just uh Neville and Harry in the library. And and uh, or I Neville. think maybe Neville tells him about Gillyweed, and then Dobby gets it. Okay, yeah. In the in the movie, Neville gives it to him, and is like, "Hey," because like, because Harry later says, "I don't know, like, would you try?" But if there's like a Tibetan turnip that can make me breathe underwater for an hour, like that can help me. He's like, "Well, he's," and then Neville's like, "I don't know about Tibetan turnip, but what about Gillywig? And then it like cuts to the water scene, and I'm like. 
it doesn't say who he got it from. How did he grow it? Is this like an an available? They herb? stole it How from Smeep. Yeah, which I I know I know from watching Movie Flames of like the difference between like the book and the movies. But I'm like, that's really important information. Like I thought Gilly Week was just like oh like fucking oregano. Like no, that shit is rare and hard to come by. And you know the- what I think they really missed in the movie. Lay it on me. Like the like you know we follow harry and ron and hermione on their you know camping trip yeah during the seventh book yeah at hogwarts it's literally like they're torturing the children yes and and neville leads this like you know the dumbledore's army people yeah and they like live in the room of requirement for like most of the year because if they find them they're gonna kill them and they're like pulling like you know shenanigans to try to make it harder for the teachers and whatever and just like you know Neville becomes this huge leader and you don't really get to see it right in the books like you don't get to see it you just kind of see the results yeah but you don't even see that much in the movies no you're I my question is is how the fuck do you send anybody back to Hogwarts in the seven books how do you do that? How do you not like protect your children and get them the fuck out of Dodge? Like, especially if to some amount they're like they're like the the Death Eaters came in like forced them at one point to go back to school. Um, like yeah. the parents who didn't want to send their kids or, um, or forced you. Also, can we talk about sending? Um, oh, fuck, I, I think the Death Eaters uh, to the fucking third on the train. It's just death years. Just oh, the dementors. The mentors. Sorry, dementors. I'm like, who wants to watch on the goddamn train? He like be like, oh, not like, even just on the train, but like he was on the school grounds. Like, yeah, they had them like stationed outside the school. Like, Fudge is a nitwit. Um, but my favorite villain, mm-hmm. like the the most evil villain, because like, um. Voldemort is, you know, he sucks, but you don't really know that much about him. You just know that he's like, you know, the paragon of evil. Yeah. But don't like, but Dolores Umbridge is. Oh, she's evil. She is like sadistic. Yes. Like she loves, like she literally like will torture the children. Yes. Um, with the blood quill or whatever. Yes. But she also is like that kind of, um, make legislation kind of evil yeah like the evil that will like change the society to be worse for everybody like kind of like the roe v wade yeah uh, i was gonna say whatever like like mike pence he's mike pence she's mike pence evil except for she's much more sugary sweet which is also annoying i know because like you don't you would think if you saw her be like like as soon as i saw her i was like oh like she is not to be trusted especially when uh, at Harry's arm, I must not tell lies. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fucked because you cannot punish children, um, as a form of um, it's a corporal teaching. punishment. It's, yeah, because yeah, that's what Mad Eye does. And when McGonagall comes out, being like, "Yo, like you can't do this." Also, something I wish they would have talked about as well, uh, in the movies is why there's always another um defense against dark arts teacher every year. 
that the position is rotating because it was cursed by Dumbledore or not Dumbledore, Voldemort, whoever by takes Voldemort. it, who will destroy, like basically destroy you. And that's why Which I- is the why like the, the teachers are so terrible because they can't find anybody. Yeah, exactly. It's just basically like, oh, you've got a body and a soul. Let's go. But that's like- Or again, not even that. No. Like, I mean, you can even come down to uh, was Professor Lockhart, Gil- uh, Gilderoy Lockhart. Oh my like, gosh, like total criminal. Yeah, a hundred percent. But they're like, oh, whatever. We'll let him raise our kid. Like, he'll he'll be gone in a year. Or, yeah. but like the thing is, is like they knew that about Lupin, and that always bothered me that they put Lupin in that scenario. That because Lupin's a, Lupin's a good guy. Because after Lupin, it was Mad Eye, mm-hmm. and then it was Umbridge. Who was it in the sixth book? The sixth book, it was Snape. Right, it was Snape. Right, yep. And then Snape becomes headmaster in the seventh. And I don't know who it is in the seventh uh, book or movie. It's not talked about of who the uh, Defense Against Star Guard teacher is. Is it I, also Snape still, if, if he's headmaster? Um, no, I think it's the Caros. The Caro oh. twins. Who are, like, who are literally like, let's nail these students to the wall with some real nails. Yeah. Like, um, but speaking of Defense Against the Dark Art Teachers, the yeah. funniest portrayal of the Defense Against the Dark Art Teachers was definitely done in the Harry Potter musical series. Oh my god. Like, with the first one, the way that they did Quirrell, I'm not going to spoil it in case anybody runs off to YouTube to find this, but, like, the way that they pulled off Quirrell in it's the so... Harry Potter musical is so funny. It's and then so Umbridge funny. is so funny. Oh my god, I have not watched that in like a hundred years. As soon as we talked, we were talking before this podcast started about that. I was like, I have not seen it in a million years, but oh, I want to go back and watch it. It's so fucking good. It's so, that's why like Harry Potter is so ingrained on like our generation. Like we grew up with it. The newer Mm -hmm. generation doesn't give a shit about it as much. It's us that's like, we wanted our letters at 11 if we ever get to go to florida we're gonna get our wands we're gonna get our robes like don't take it from us like i because I, I would see like the next generation they're our disney girls i don't fuck with disney girls but people shouldn't fuck with harry potter girls either people we're, shouldn't fuck with anybody that's true but like don't mess with like harry potter sims taylor swift fans we will we will fuck you up <laughs> like you know people people know to be wary of beyonce fans but they don't realize yeah don't don't come for a harry potter fan don't also associate oh like what are you like are you a gryffindor and you're like i'm a slytherin and goodbye the end we're done with this conversation See, one thing that i find like sometimes people can be a little cheesy with harry potter which i find so fun (laughs) like harry potter musical or like yeah um and and i just find like i own a Severus Snape robe like not like a not an official one it's like a robe that I think looks like Severus Snape's got big long draggy sleeves and and it's like it's just the best can we also just say I, that like Alan Rickman was like the best Snape that could have ever been Snape they, the only thing is that he's a little too old because in the book he was 32 and Snape's like fucking 60 which I will talk about what my hopes are for the the HBO um show but I was like dude my dude like aren't you like the same age as harry like when was harry's parents born they're like oh like in the 60s i was like oh so this is like modern day right and they're like 
no, like, like Harry was born in the 80s. I'm like, so Harry's mom was like 21. Why is she like 45 in the movies? Also, why couldn't you get an actor that has properly Harry's eyes? That's the whole thing. Oh, you have your mother's eyes. You have your... No, this bitch had fucking green eyes in the movie and you've got blue eyes. Okay, I have to tell you this. Like, so my family has had like random connections with like people who are famous okay like um and my mom used to babysit these two kids okay um like she had like a home daycare Mm -hmm. two of the kids that she would babysit were alan rickman's uh, godsons holy shit okay and uh they went to my high school because we lived in the same neighborhood yeah and unfortunately one of them passed away when they were like in grade nine oh my god yeah and so, like, anybody at the school was allowed to, like, welcome to come to the funeral. Yeah. And and thankfully, nobody approached him for an autograph. Could you imagine? Could you imagine it? Like, I, just, I, no. Like, my friend was, like, the hugest Harry, uh, Alan Rickman fan. And she, like, went to the funeral because, you know, she wanted to, you know, she was sad that this young kid had died. Yeah. Um, and she was like, I mean, it's your, it's your one shot. But no. No. Then you're, like a horrible person and you will know that you're a horrible person for the rest of your life <laughs> like and alan rickman will know what a horrible person, person you, are. you are if like, anything i would just if you could walk up to him i would just pay your respects being like hey i'm so sorry for your um your loss by the way best casting of snape ever pleasure also best movie villain as well in die hard also good job going from theater to movies love you bye like just kind of stuff like that but like yeah speaking of die hard oh my god okay when like i told you about the um the shoved by serious yes thing so i was i was an extra like i was like a non-speaking just person in a crowd role in this movie that um the guy who played serious was in like Uh, back uh, in the 90s Um, oh same guy who plays um oh fuck what's his gary oldman gary oldman yeah and he like so i was just like some random kid in the street and he had to like run down the street and like make his way through a crowd and get to the front to see the leading lady well he couldn't get his lines straight Mm -hmm. and every time he had to do the exact same movement so that it would have continuity yeah and part of his movements was shoving me to the floor and i was six. Oh my god and um and so then when I watched the Harry Potter movies and and that guy was in I was like I don't know why I just really don't like the serious guy I don't <laughs> like Gary like, Oldman that's because he, he shoved you 15 times when you were six <laughs> and knocked you to the ground 15 times and I was like oh oh yeah that would do it yeah a hundred percent I that would do it. I mean, as a kid, as I can't say anything. Gary Oldman's like one of my like favorite actors of all time. I love him. He's so universal. He can like literally play any character. And the fact that like he like touched you, I guess. I get sad acting, sad, but like cool to share a scene with Gary um, Oldman. But besides, and so uh, his, minus him pushing his, you. His leading lady was um, Demi Moore. Okay. And my dad was one of like the the like technical people he was fairly high up in the production yep. and so um he was doing like the Demi Moore had Bruce Willis visiting mm-hmm. with her kids 
and they were going to do dinner and they're like, oh, hey, like Bria's dad, do you want to, you know, go to dinner with your family with us? Because your kids and our kids are the same age. Yeah. And so that was the first time my mom didn't cut my brother and my food for us at a dinner. She was like, here's the knife. You're on your own. Yeah. I'm sitting with a dinner with like Bruce Willis and Debbie Moore and like I heard their whatever kids were alive at that time, potentially Ireland. Um. I, I don't remember what their kids are the rebel or something rebel yeah I can't remember their names Jesus Christ. that's awesome though that but is a- like apparently I had like I was like who are those two boring adults I don't care um but my brother would talk to anybody and apparently Demi Moore was always happy to chat with him because um he had no idea who she was oh my god and he was like eight so but yeah I mean at eight years old I honest to god like I love a lot of things. I'm, I'm a very universal person. I could share an elevator with like a professional hockey player and it'd be like, yo, can you press like the seventh floor button? Like I'm getting off on the seventh floor. Cool. Thanks. Bye. But like, I would have like no idea who you are. Like I have street blindness all the time. Like, unless you're like in Vanderpump rules, Harry Potter, John Oliver, um, anybody from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, or just, you know, other things that I watch. But other than that, like, yeah, I'm like, oh, but I appreciate that. At least, at least there was nice. That, that's like a BuzzFeed story. You know, like, I met them when I was a kid and they were nice. Or I met them and they were mean. Um, I do like that. Now, we got to switch back to Gears to Harry Potter because we are going to wrap up very mm-hmm. soon. What is your favorite Harry Potter book and why? Um, I have a real soft spot for the first one. Yeah, just because like, I, I, uh, you know, it was the first one that I read, and I was so into it, and it like kind of changed my life. Okay, because after, after reading it, then it was always, you know, it was kind of like playing The Sims for the first time. Like, you know, you mm-hmm. play The Sims, and then you don't realize it's going to become such a big thing in your life. Yeah, and Harry Potter, it was the same thing. Like, I read the first one, and I had no idea that there was even a series. Because yeah. I only had the first book. And uh, I didn't know, like, by the time I was, like, 35 that I would be still, you know, passionate about that book. I, it grabs a hold of you. Now, I have to, I also have to ask, if you were in the Wizarding World, what would your career be? Um, I think I'd want to do something that was, like, not explored very much in the books. Like, I wouldn't want to be, like, a Quidditch player because, honestly, I think I would probably throw up on a broom. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... And I don't think I want to be a teacher. Like, I think I would probably want to be like, uh, like a craft person of some kind, like someone who made like the trunks or like, you know, tailoring the wizarding robes or something like that. Okay. I like that. See, I would want to work in the department of mysteries because that always fascinated me. Like the fact that like they're in a wizarding world and there's still mysteries to them that they don't understand. So I think like, I would be like there, please. Uh, for me, I would say obviously the first book, um, the first and second movie hold a special spot in my heart I just really love them the scene of them at Halloween with all of the candy on the table is a scene that has always always resonated with me in my life or when they're on the train and Harry like just takes out his gold and buys everything of like all the candy like to like that is like a huge like kid moment to me of like I would have done that if I was a kid if I had money so like it was just Mm -hmm. or like again the original Dumbledore amazing um, I just wasn't a fan of like the darker 
version like it got darker but it, it to me it, it wasn't dark enough because it was too safe it was like oh it's we're gonna make it a little murky but it was just kind of I wanted it more dark well I just found like especially like the seventh book with the Deathly Hallows so it became such a huge thing but it wasn't teased at all there was no like you yeah know, there, there was no like through line of like you know a hint of a Deathly Hallows idea like it was just like you know oh I need some way to finish this and I don't know what I'm going to do. I didn't plan this out. Hmm, let me think. I know I'll make this random thing that nobody's ever heard of before. Right. And that's exactly it. And I'm like, but you could have teased it. Why, why wasn't it scoured? So when I wrote Rose Chronicles, I wrote the ending first. I wrote who was going to die first. So I know before I wrote the first word, what was going to happen and to make everything go there. And now I've gone back and rewritten a lot of stuff. I'm so focused on the second and third book right now that when I have to come back and rewrite scenes of the first one, there will be callbacks and call forwards that didn't exist when I wrote the first first or second or third draft because I'm now so far in. I kind of just wish there was more of like, okay, so you can clearly tell there were parts of the story where it was never set in stone. Like she had no idea how it was ending. And I kind of wish she would have come in with a little bit more. But I will say- do I like J.K. Rowling as a person? No. But did she fucking create one of the best stories that I've ever read and enjoy? Yes. But I feel like we can disassociate the two. Um, and I'm really hoping that in the HBO series that she'll just kind of be like a afterthought. Like an afterthought or a shadow and to let the the storytellers take the source material because now this is also the first time that all the source material is out and now we have even more source material you have the fantastical beast books you have the quidditch books i'm literally looking at them right now and you have a bigger audience you have more money you can go and you have adults who want to know yes they've been passionate it's kind of like the lost thing like you know there were like people who were passionate about knowing all the mysteries and But this is like one that's built up since we were little children. Exactly. And speaking of built up, he, I've, I wrote a, like, I have a list here of things that I want to see in the, um, in the Harry Potter reboot. Also, shout out to Harry Potter's birthday. Happy Harry, happy birthday, Harry Potter. So he was born in yeah. 1980, so he would be 43 today. Oh my gosh. That's fucking old. So I- that's like what the cruise child would be happening now. Like, yeah, I think the curse would be happening right around now. And that's that's also something I didn't realize that Harry Potter took place in the 90s. Like like early 2000s. I was like, oh, shit. I always just associate it with 2000s because like at that time, there was no cell phones. There were no computers. Like, there was mm-hmm. nothing. It's like, oh, like this is what my house looks like now. So it's clearly modern day. But it's not. Anyways, here are uh, 11 things that need to be in the uh, reboot. Number one, uh, Fred and George shenanigans uh, need to be given the attention that they deserve. Also their joke shop and how they got it and how Harry helped them get it. That needs to mm-hmm. be in there a hundred percent. And I want them to show a little bit more of them being jokesters, even in the beginning films, instead of it being like, oh, we own a joke shop now and we'll sell you uh, love, potions, love, love potions. potions. Yeah, I was like, get the fuck out of it. Get the get the get the fuck out of here um i've already touched on this uh jenny's entire character arc uh stick to the books 100 percent stick to the books she's amazing 
she's amazing in the books it makes sense why she ends up with harry in the books but in the movie i was like he he like zipped up her dress i guess they're getting married um an age accurate age accurate casting as well um like especially for the adults for the adults because because i know like you have to have kids be a little bit older to yeah but like make harry's parents when they die 21 because that's how old they were and snape is 32 when he like when harry goes to hogwarts for the first time so like let's make their ages correct instead of it being why why was like again al rickman best snape ever but a little too old so let's please have a little bit more accuracy but yeah for kids but even gary oldman and the guy who played remus like they were all quite old oh yeah um, for the characters oh i agree also winky the house elf properly told who the fuck's winky winky was never mentioned in the movies or any of the house elves that are basically slaves uh, in the wizarding world. We, we They're see, literally slaves. Literally. And how Hermione like f- like tried to get their uh, fought for their rights in the first book. Also owls, the, the importance of the owl exams. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only talked about in the second film. Like, oh, all your owl exams are canceled because half the fucking students were petrified and couldn't practice in school. So no exams and, for everybody. And like, how did the kids who weren't Hermione catch up after that? right um another thing is well holcrux is actually fully explained i would love to like they're like oh yeah by the way hey harry come to this cave with me um i'm gonna drink a bunch of poison i'm gonna fucking die um but But i'm not gonna tell you that's what's gonna happen yeah i'm not gonna tell you i'm not gonna save you oh by the way this actually wasn't the holcrux because the black family had it oh just kidding we're not even gonna talk about the black family or i think it's is it rb uh rbg rbg or no no uh regulus something black yeah you you know who i'm talking about right yeah like talking about that sign of the black family no we're not we're not even gonna talk about that there's a couple really good fan fictions about him but just like okay or like tonks she's amazing in the books oh she has she has um fun color hair and she can she's an anamorphous because she can like change her yeah into whatever she wants i'm like okay can we explore that more please or and uh, also the harry voldemort showdown done properly at the end and like actually have the true battle of hogwarts instead of having this fucking three and a half hour film for the first one that's just basically set up for the second one but it didn't even like properly set it up because there was still in my opinion too much filler in the seven part one and seven part two yeah um, also, the Neville Longbottom, which we talked about, uh, could have been the the, the chosen one uh, subplot explored. I would like to, I would love to see a Saint Margos, and just going in there and talking about like what happens to older wizards because there's no one old besides Dumbledore, right? Or like, or even just like you know, you you just need like a ten minute um, clip of them going in. Because they're wandering around the hospital after some after Ron's dad got hurt, and that's how they learn about it in the books. Is they're wandering around the hospital, yeah, and then they wander up by the ward for people with irreversible spell damage, and Neville's yep. there, like holding his parents' hands. Yes, and it's like, okay, like all you need is 10, 10 seconds. Yeah, Neville holding their hands. Who are those people? Those are his parents. Patrick yeah, Patrick Lestrange did it. 
Like that's yeah. all you need. Like 10 seconds, 15 at the tops. Exactly. Um, I would, I would definitely want to see like, at that. And it just be, pro- it would get more explained. It's just completely glossed over. Um, also was completely glossed over is Harry's angsty p- phase. He was a perfect child. He was like, yeah, okay. Like we can, we can solve anything. We can solve um, all of the, anything. Cause we're awesome. And then also there, anything with Rita Skeeter. It's, she's just in the second book being like, oh, look, young love. Here you go. And then she wrote the expose about Dumbledore in the seventh book. And like, no one talks about Rita Skeeter. For and no one, no one, even in the books, no one talks about how, like, I think, I think Molly Weasley spent, sends Hermione a howler about how she's leading Harry on. Yeah. When Rita Skeeter writes the young love episodes part. And it's like, Molly, that was very rude. Like, I agree. Like, not only rude, but like, inappropriate she's a child and it wasn't true obviously and it doesn't matter if it was true it's yeah. still like very inappropriate harry can do with the hermione can do with the that's why people have the weasley bashing in oh the, yeah in in the stories like the, the weasleys are evil because it's kind of like dumbledore they're like why would molly be standing in the muggle section of you know king's cross station yelling about muggles gee like you think she doesn't know how to get her kids onto the train after she's already had several graduate fuck it she also has like eight kids get a hobby miss molly i'm just saying uh also another thing to dive into is more like voldemort and like what makes voldemort voldemort i want to see i wanted a prequel of like voldemort's origin story in hogwarts to how of a much of a promising student he was and, you know, maybe if he had proper education instead of Slughorn basically, you know, feeding into him, maybe Voldemort could have been different. Well, and Slughorn was such a creep, too. Oh. 100%. And and you you definitely got a lot more of an understanding of him being, like, a complete, just, like, obsessive about, oh, I'm going to, like, I'm going to uh, get in on the ground floor of these young children's fame and glory like it's so like gross. it's like okay like if you're gonna be a teacher you know be in there to like help children exactly. don't be in there to exploit children no exactly it's so gross um last but not least and this is also something that drives me crazy is the marauders let's can we can we talk more about the marauders besides it just being like a a five minute conversation of a flashback of a deleted scene that never really made it into the film of who the marauders were how important they were to the story like because like There's that was so that, much about that that like it are important plot points that if you don't have them then you're not going to understand the story i because that's what they're like oh like um like the marauders and i was like the who and they're like the marauders it's a huge part of harry potter i'm like no it's not and they're like oh you're a movie girl no in the books i was and i was like oh my god you are right it's the Marauders play a huge. I wish the spinoff would have just been the. Here's my three. I three wishes for the spinoff. Four. Actually, I'm gonna give a four. One, the Marauders, whole spinoff. I want that. Two, the original, uh, how they formed Hogwarts, the four founders. That would be so cool, and it kind of show like the early days of magic. Cool. I love that. Three, uh, Miss McGonagall gets a fucking show. Okay, she she is the headmaster of hogwarts and no one's gonna tell me different and then four i would like to see them explore other wizarding worlds 
We only really see the UK. Besides in Dumbledore, Fantastical Beast, we go to Germany and Nazi Germany time, which, of course, I don't know why Hollywood's obsessed with Nazi Germany, but we'll go with that. Yeah, and um, that's where the third place takes in the um, Germany during the World War II. Or just about almost That's, World War II. It's it's always about, you know, like the Avengers, it's Germany, World War II and whatever. And it's kind of like, that is like a very somber historical moment. Yeah. Of, you know, uh, something to learn from and like, yeah. you know, reflect on with horror. Like it's, it's kind of gross to take that and then, all and like, then just like make light of it by uh, making like, it all superheroes. Oh yeah, like oh look, a superhero here. We would have been fine. Or like, look, it's like they don't like full on say like it's wizarding. We just know it takes place in the 30s and 40s, and this is placed in our world, modern time. So we know obviously World War Two because they talk about like oh like dictators coming. Why, why didn't you do something that in the wizarding world about? Anyways, long story short, we're not we're not we're not we're not diving that into that today. But I would like to see more of like the American school. Um, where um, Victor Crom went to school, uh, f- uh, the France school, um, and just because I think there's, is there eight schools? I think so, which doesn't make a lot of sense. No. Because you'd figure, like, you'd figure if they're not going to just get inbred, mm-hmm. um, then there would have to be more people yeah. in the visiting world that would fit in that many schools. But I, I maybe there's like different like the thing is is like what if you didn't get into Hogwarts but you got into a different one instead like it's not really like talk it's like Hogwarts like fucking Harvard Yale and Princeton had a baby is it hard to get into is it easy to get into because the it, it, isn't it true that it, um when you're born your name gets written into the book to, if if you're accepted in. Yeah, and apparently the letters get sent automatically because otherwise Professor McGonagall should go to jail for not being like, hmm, the cupboard under the stairs. Gee, I wonder why this letter is addressed to the cupboard under the stairs. stairs. Right? I have to assume magic, okay? If Rita Skeeter can have her little quill. quotes. Yeah, so I'm assuming it's all that. And again, if someone's not being like, hey, my dude, this kid lives in the fucking cupboard, you should probably fix that. Well, I think this, anyways, I think this is a perfect spot to cap this off uh did you have anything else you want to add about harry potter um i think we covered most of it fan fiction is awesome but you know be a little cautious if you don't want to see some things definitely don't type lemon don't do what i do if you're not ready for some lemon stuff um but okay so modern day cats who would you cast as harry um someone who's completely unknown thank you same i because that's what they did with the original I want no one known. I want, I don't, don't give a fuck about Instagram followers. No. And someone's like, oh, uh, you know who should play uh, Hermione is uh, Jenna Ortega. The, like the one who played Wednesday. It's like, ooh. ooh. For one thing, I think it'd be, I think it'd be interesting if they explored other, um, besides, like, besides, besides white people. Yeah. And also besides the main three. I yeah. would like, like, I don't know. I would like to see more representation thrown in instead of like Joe Chow. And the, I don't remember the other, the other kid's name. Oh, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Dean. Dean. Yeah. And he's mean to Jenny. Okay. Lavender, Lavender, Lavender Brown yeah. was in the first movie, was cast and named, and she was an actress of color. Yes. And 
then when it came to Ron dating Lavender Brown, they recasted her as a white girl. I know. Yeah. And then they also bullied her on set because she was too fat. That just came out last year that she she was very bullied to lose a lot of weight on set. Because she was too By fat. who? The directors and pressures of Hollywood. Oh. She was too fat. I know. Because I'm like, I was like, I was hoping it wasn't like the three main actors. Because, no, 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 no. Because like, I really admire each of them. Yeah, no, it wasn't like, the main in three. a way that like, you know, I try not to get too attached to actors or celebrities because you, n- you never know. You don't know though. Who they're really like, so. Yeah, exactly. But. Yeah, no, it was uh, the director and the her uh, team that was pressuring her to lose weight. She she came out last year and talked about her experience of like being on Harry Potter. Also, something to be said for all the Harry Potter extras in the first two films, they weren't paid. They were given their cloaks and scarves as payment. That seems like illegal. This was before child laws that were very strict. And especially now in the States, they just lowered the, the age rate, I think, in Kansas City to 12 years old, 11 and 12 years old. To start, you can now have a job. That's gross. Uh, child labor. No, no, I know. Like, I, I know, but, like, also. You don't have to pay them $17. I'm, I'm not a violent person, but um, sometimes I think, you know, if somebody tripped and fell down a manhole, then oh no the world might be a better place oh no oh no right like oh circumstance speaking of circumstance you know, and not die no just mantle, just but, you know get it some sense knocked in yeah or just kind of be like i can't do my job anymore or oh like let's get proper re- uh voting reform in anyways wrong podcast for this <laughs> anyways pl- uh, please enjoy uh harry potter please uh go celebrate harry potter's birthday go watch all seven films tell me let me know which harry potter film you like for me it's my order is two one four three and the others don't exist um <laughs> but Ria, thank you so much for coming here today where can we find you um i am on instagram as rikitik and i am on the sims gallery as rikitik as well if you want to check out any of my stuff and i also am a moderator uh on the sims for society on on facebook <laughs> Well, please go check out uh, Ria. The links are going to be below. Thank you so much for coming back here today. Thank you for doing three podcasts with me in uh, 15 hours. <laughs> uh, please go check out the Barbie podcast um, as well. That is out. And please stay tuned uh, to later uh, next month where me and Ria sit down and talk about what it's like to be a home baker versus a professional baker. That one believe that podcast comes out either august 20th or august 26th so please save mark your calendars for that and ria it has been an absolute pleasure having you here today have a great rest of your day you too bye